0: Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on Police Science Doctor.com. Hello, everyone. This is Suzanne Knabel Nicole from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets. Now, these are little bits of information extracted from research that has been published in fields of police science evidence-based policing investigative psychology forensic psychology anything that's relevant to law enforcement intelligence and uh, military and everything that is in in that pot with the whole thing so police science doctor tries to bring these research findings to people like you who don't usually get to see them because you don't have subscriptions to these um, research publications so i try to find three such snippets that are practical or can somehow somehow be put in place straight away or something that can at least get you thinking a lot of research that is published is very either very abstract um, or very niche. um, or very specific and it's not something that I would then select to present to you here, so I I sent these snippets out to everyone who's on the free police science doctor email list and they get these sent into their inbox every Tuesday with a link to the original research. And then I also come onto social media, as I, as you can see me do now, and I talk about them and try to put them into context a little bit. So the first snippet for this week is about combat sexual trauma um, and sexual violence and trauma. A literature review found, so a literature, literature review is, I mentioned earlier that we're talking about studies that have been published. A literature review, goes and scours a lot of studies that have been done on a specific topic so it's not doing new research what it's doing is looking at all the previous research on this particular topic that is of a good enough quality and to be included in this review and then it looks at a summary you know what overall what are all these findings so is literature reviews are very powerful in terms of what they can tell us so this literature review found that military sexual trauma and combat exposure predict PTSD symptoms, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Military sexual trauma is more related <coughs> to depressive symptoms and suicidality. Suicidality this is not an easy word. Um, then um, combat exposure. And combat exposure appears to be more related to alcohol use and other externalizing behaviors. So uh, very, very important issues that need to be dealt with in um, the military the second snippet for today is about public order links so these are when we have um, events such as demonstrations concert mar- concerts marches um, but also things that happen spontaneously riots for example um so this is what we talk about in public order here and uh, these links that we're going to talk about are people that work within the community and liaise with police or work from the police in the community um, with certain interest groups, faith groups, um, other groups or organizations that might perhaps organize an event that could be, then be a public order um, event. So having individuals embedded in the community who act as a trusted third party to link the police and the public can help de-escalate conflict in demonstrations and riots. Link officers or intimate handlers, they're, they're, taught, they're called in, um, in this research, I think this was done in in holland so this is in the netherlands this is probably the translation i don't think we would call them intimate handlers in um in english-speaking countries and we'll probably think of other things here um professor clifford stott has done a lot of research um on public order policing especially football events and i think they call them um uh, what was the term they used but they they did some research here in the uk and i think in norway or some under the scandinavian country and these are very very useful to have around um, en- engagement officers or liaison officers or something like that um, so they're called intimate handlers here um, let me just read that again because i digress a bit so who acts as a trusted third party to link the police and public can help de-escalate conflict demonstrations and riots so these link officers who work with community leaders before during and after such events can help prevent and reduce violence meaning we all should have them Okay, every police force, every geographic area should put these in place. The third snippet for this week is about mental health within the police. Um the research found within policing around 23% of officers have potentially clinical levels of PTSD, 26% have moderate to severe levels of anxiety, and 35% have moderate to severe levels of depression. Female officers, those of constable rank, so that's that's the... Um, That's the entry-level rank. Um, Those working with victims of child abuse and those with lowest levels of social support have poorer mental health. Um, Very, very important research there. Something needs to be done and actually this article and the article before are open access, which means that um, you can actually read the whole article. Some articles that I sent to you um many actually will be behind a subscription wall so you can click on the link you can see the abstract which is a a long paragraph giving a summary of the research and its findings hopefully not always but it's then down to whether your organization or you have a subscription with the with the publisher that's um, publishing that particular journal that is beyond my control i'm afraid but these last two articles are actually open access which is great which means you can read the whole article so i hope that there was something of use to you in there. Um, Next week, somebody has kindly sent me an article that I can include. And I always, I I would always ask you guys to do that. It's not easy every week to find three articles that I can include in here, not because there isn't great research done, but like I said earlier, you know, my criteria are that it has to be something that's um, practical and usable straight away, and not all of them are. So I am going to include something that somebody sent me next week. Please do send me others if you have come across them, and um, don't forget that if you are on the subs- on a subscriber of the email list, it's free and you can leave anytime you want if you don't want to be on there. But you get access to the library of all these previous snippets. So 133 now, there will be 133 PDFs that you can download from the website, the read page of the police science doctor website. Just Google police science, and then. Go, um, go to the Police Science Doctor website, input your details into the form that pops up or you'll find it at the bottom of each page and you're on the list and then you can actually get access to that page and um, build yourself a library of snippets if you want. And I'll see you again next week. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page, you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.